everybody, and welcome to another episode of What to Watch on Netflix. My name is Jed Shepard, and I'm your host today. And uh, we're talking movies. Uh, today I've got with me the crew of a particular podcast that I was just on from the Pitch It Movie podcast. I've got Pete Boone, Sean King, and Will. I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname. Nobody ever gets it right, but that's okay. Give it a shot. Try it. Yeah, try it. Punterich? Holy shit! You got it right. Whoa! <laughs> you're, the right? Only, you're the only one that got it right. Close enough. It's a, right? it's a, if, if, it's, if you're in my native Croatia, it's Puntarich. <laughs> but in America, it's Puntarich. It's Puntarich in America. Well, shit, Jed, thanks for having us, man. And it's Pete. No worries, thanks for coming Beard. on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just on their podcast Beard. just now, and uh, we came up with a great film called Drill Ride together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lo- it just, made a ton of money. That's true. It, 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 got it made 70 billion, just exactly what we, what we needed. That's, yeah. it, it broke even, which was... It was very popular <laughs> in the underground. <laughs> it was. Um, so, guys, t- tell um, everyone who's listening a little bit about your podcast and who you guys are and what you kind of do. All right. Well, yeah, this, um, you, you might be wondering what the hell we're talking about, that we made a movie. Basically, on the Pitch <laughs> Movie podcast, we make a movie every week. Well, we don't make the movie. We pitch a movie, right? So the scenario is that we have a job and we have to come up with movie pitches for our boss, Mr. Hollywood, who runs the Hollywood industry and makes all the movies that you've ever seen. Yeah, uh, we usually wait, you know, dick around all week, and we have to wait till the last hour of the week to come up with a movie pitch. So we come up with it live on the spot. Yeah, you think we'd get better at not doing that and not having to <laughs> wait? But then I don't think we'd yeah. have a show. It's fun coming up with it in an hour live I, on the spot. I do agree with that. And we try to um, we try to invite a filmmaker, actor, comedian, any any creative minds mm-hmm. to come on the show and help us pitch a movie idea because we're too lazy to come up with it ourselves. That's true. Well, I, I, I don't think it's a sense of laziness, but it, maybe it's just that other people bring things that we probably wouldn't have thought about. Sure. That's true. But, I say we're lazy. Well, we also produce uh, films, videos, and live events too. So we kind of have, we have production experience and we've done our fair share of creating events and movies and TV shows. And not only the Pitch It Movie podcast, I'd like to introduce the Gooligans to the UK. Right, right, right. Uh, we produced a TV show called The Gooligans. Jed, I'll send you some videos. Yeah, please do. I don't know anything about this. What, yeah, what's the it's a, it's a monster, it's a monster comedy show that Sean and I started. And this is Pete Bune, by the way. This is the voice of Pete Bune. And you just heard Sean and Will. That, yeah, most other podcasts usually ask us to introduce our voices because <laughs> sometimes right. we sound alike, sometimes we blend into each other. But who the, sounds like you? Uh, nobody sounds like me. I got a very like stoner. I'm like a my voice is very stoner. <laughs> what kind? Uh, yeah, stoner McConaughey voice. Okay, but um, the go- yeah. The, so the, the Gooligans is uh, is about gay hooligans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Maybe they Wolfgang, are. at least. Well, I'm it's not. basically... It's, gay. If you ever wondered what happens, what would happen if Frankenstein, uh, a Dracula, a Whoa. werewolf, and Whoa. a zombie lived together. A vampire. I do. Okay, fucking, I, it's a Frankenstein I, monster. I, <laughs> we like to say it's the... Um, the monsters meets the monkeys. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty. <laughs> if they lived in Pee Wee's Playhouse, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And Amazing. It's a, it's a live action cartoon. To this right. day, I will always say that was probably like the best days of my life doing that show. Oh, thanks. That, man. I, I, th- th- those were 
golden days. That was the best time you ever had getting people coffee and... <laughs> what are you talking no, about? I, oh, I'm just I learned, an, I, I learned an incredible <laughs> amount of like what it means to like make a make something. That's true. It, yeah, it, the production the production uh, method was pretty kind of very independent. Yeah, DIY. Yeah. Punk. It was okay. so fucking punk. So that, that's what, that was the Gooligans and that lasted almost 10 years and we did a lot of wow. stuff. You could, you could see it on YouTube. You could see lots of sketches, full episodes yeah. and things like that. And Will does very cool things here in New York too, as well. Uh, uh, I just want to say the Gooligans dot uh, the Gooligans dot VHX if you want to check oh, it out. Yes, please watch that. Excellent. Go there and watch. And no, go definitely ahead. will. Sorry, uh, go ahead. And, and, Will, what do you do? What, what do you do? That's so cool. Then uh, I mean, I don't know if it's even cool or not. Like, but like my main gig is like I work in advertising, uh, so okay. I have like a, a innate passion for wanting to create and, and get people and to persuade people to do things, uh, and I use that um, and like in the other things that I do, which are. I make, uh, what would you call, like, 18-plus haunted house experiences where actors touch you and you're immersed in an environment. It's an uh, interactive uh, yeah. theatrical. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, in, in the UK, we, we, we don't really... Halloween to us is kind of an American thing. But because I grew up in American movies and TV shows, like, Halloween is, is, is my Christmas. Yeah. Um, but we don't have the infrastructure to have these kind of haunted house events um, but it's good because you're coming over to do this very thing next year, right? Uh, either the like towards the end of this year or like next year. I don't know if it'll be October or not. Uh, yeah. But there is uh, a place, uh, Atmosphere Scare Entertainment, uh, and my buddy Jason Carl, uh, yeah. who is the owner and proprietor of that business. Uh, he and I have collaborated on shows before. He did a show called Snuff House out in the UK. And I did a nice. show called Dystopia Here and what tied those shows together. I mean, I don't know if you've ever toured YouTube or have heard of a guy named Russ McCamey, but he has one of the most intense haunted attractions in the world. Eight hours yeah. long. No one's ever made it through. Yeah, these much. are kind of survival experiences. Yeah, right? but whereas like... I would say Jason and I probably love theater a lot. Like I love uh, Broadway and and and. and uh, do you? Yes, I do. Okay. Never told <laughs> I've, never, I've never went to a play. Oh with my you. god! I, I I went to Kinky Boots like a few months ago. Do you want to see Waitress? I, We're right. It's right around the corner. I go to. I, I love. I love theater. Um, I'm not gay. That's fine. <laughs> hey, saying, you don't have to be. I was just. I felt like I was being attacked by the two of you. Like, oh, you wow. what else are you hiding? Dude, with? Broad, Broadway is right, right, right down the Broadway. street. Broadway. Oh well, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm really invested in doing those things, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to be bringing a an experience to the UK through Atmosphere Scare Entertainment, and then the goal is for him to continue what I started here in the States and he wants to yep. have an American style experience for people in the UK. Uh, Amazing. And uh, obviously we do stuff very different. And like, like you said, Halloween isn't like you guys have Guy Fox day, but I look at yeah. England and Ireland and Scotland. That is where Halloween came from. Uh, mostly Ireland yeah. and Scotland. Yeah. And you had Samhain uh, or Samhain. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Halloween to me is like the greatest holiday in the world. I felt very connected to it. Like I'm part Irish. So uh, yeah. that was that was a big thing for me growing up. And my love of horror films all tied those things together. And now I've been doing this. I've been haunting since I was 13 years old, like doing haunted houses. Wow. And I started doing these shows on my own and with friends in 2013. And here we are now, 2017. And I'm still doing 
these shows why i don't know but your events are not for the faint of heart they're no. pretty extreme they're very yeah, they're extreme, extreme like, expect like, like what kind of thing happens be, because it like from kind of what i know um uh, the the american well in recent years they, they go all out and there's like, you, you walk in and there's like specific scenes of like people getting murdered and and people running around with like chainsaws and stuff is, is that kind of oh no 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 i go this I, is different I, right? I i i as much as i love those things and i i'm a yeah. big i'm a I love jump scares. I love being scared. Um, I'm uh-huh. great to go to a haunted house with because I'm very entertaining to watch. I'm very animated when it happens. But my shows aren't necessarily uh, about fears like that. My shows are right. about real world situations that happen. Like what would happen if the government declared martial law? How would you survive that? <laughs> what would, what would, okay. how would you're, you? Sur- yeah, you're thrown right into the action. Yeah. of these scenarios. Yes, you're yeah. th- 100% thrown right in. Like the the I am I got. I was, I was almost sued for a show. Uh, if you go on Google and you look up, oh, this is great. A man sues haunted house because he lost his soul. Uh, it's a hundred percent real, my. a real story about a show I put on called dead of night initiation, where you and your <laughs> friends were invited to a Halloween party. And it turns out you're going to, a, you're being initiated into a satanic cult and you don't even know it's happening until you're in this it. This is amazing. And, uh, <laughs> a man came through, it went through the whole fucking experience didn't say a word on the way out, and then the day the day later, felt his soul was stolen. Yeah, well, he went. <laughs> you have to sign a waiver to get into these shows because that protects me and protects you. And right, right. Uh, in in the waiver, we the waiver room was a man who was dressed up as a lawyer, and we gave him a lawyer desk and stuff. And his name was Lou Cipher, attorney at law. <laughs> Lou Cipher. And and, and and the waiver, it was just like, oh, you all, at the end of the waiver, it said you also agree to hand your eternal soul over to our dark lord. Uh, oh, so and he just, signed it, and he signed it. Yeah. And, but his thing is he read it signed it anyway yeah. and he's just like oh, i know it said that but now i feel like i lost it and <laughs> and here's the thing this man talked to me for a year about it i stayed in touch with him because i was like really worried about sounds the very sane go ahead and uh it was ruining his marriage his wife was freaking out oh, all the time i'm sure it had nothing to do with your, your show uh <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, until the point where it came down to like all right, now we're going to try to sue you. And I was like, oh, thank God we have insurance. Mm-hmm. Sent that claim to the insurance company, and the insurance company was like, if you don't drop this lawsuit, we're going to countersue you for a fl- uh, frivolous lawsuit, and you're going to lose. Wow. And they dropped the lawsuit. Um, but a lot of my shows, like the show, the first year was government uh, martial law. Uh, second year was satanic uh, cult initiation. Third year was based on uh, one of my favorite movies, Beyond the Black Rainbow. And Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, that, uh, that movie was super inspirational to me, but I also was uh, very much into... Uh, MK Ultra, which is a CIA project, and I yeah, did, I know did, about it. Yeah, yeah, and I did a whole show based on that. I did all the things that they did in this in in it, and uh, that that's the shows that I do. <laughs> okay, that sounds amazing. Um, I, I hopefully the 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 English the the UK crowd will be into that because I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff happening here because our Halloweens are awful. Like when I was a kid, I would I would go trick or treating, you knock on someone's door, they won't have sweets because we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have we don't have the history um, of doing it here. So trick or treat isn't a thing. Um, carving pumpkins isn't a thing really. Yeah, that sucks, man. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, the most we have is like we have horror films on TV. That's cool because the horror films are American horror films. So so they're on TV. I mean, there's great but, horror that comes out of the UK, like how. Hammer fil- the Hammer horror films are oh, fucking of course, amazing yeah. classics. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, they're great. And, and it's a shame that Hammer, they tried to do a comeback recently, but right. they, they made a couple of films and then just kind of disappeared into thin air. But um, yeah, we just don't really, really do it here, which is a shame. Well, but, well uh, you could always change that. 
<laughs> yeah, I you mean, could that's... start it. You could start the UK oh, branch well, of Halloween. What you really need is is how we did it in the 80s here as, as kids. We got shaving cream, eggs. No, you guys paper, are the fucking kids things. that ruin Halloween and for we everybody. Just, yeah, you go around through your neighborhood and you just destroy yeah, everything. Yeah, that's not what Halloween's about. You guys fucking kids ruin candies. it for people. Kid. You guys ruined it. Sean I and I were in makeup for 10 years as a werewolf and a zombie. Yeah, but right. going around, you know, I had a bad experience one Halloween night. Like, kids fucking took my candy and they kicked me in the face and Sorry stuff. Sorry about Jeez. that. You I probably was... had a face that initiated that yeah, type that's of cool. behavior. Let's kick, let's kick a 10-year-old kid in the you face. You were dressed as a princess, though. No, I was dressed as a ghost. Okay? <laughs> I, yeah, I was... maybe they were scared. <laughs> Fuck, it's a ghost. Take his candy. I know. Yeah, I was in wine dance, so it didn't look very good oh, for me. No, yeah, that's, that's you don't want to be there. They don't know what Well, it sounds dance. like uh, you guys um, um, know, know your films and yes. you have the right influences, of course. We hope. Um, so let's let's go into the format of the show. And the format of the show is uh, we all recommend uh, things that are maybe slightly underrated um, and undervalued uh, and something that's uh, available to be streamed, not just on Netflix, but any streaming platform, just anywhere, anywhere one can kind of find it. Um, and how it usually works is um i go first and then i go to one of you then back to me then one of you then back to me then then one of you so i get three choices and you get one each if that's okay not mm, fair doesn't sound fair but what the hell <laughs> but you can always throw you it's can throw in some, show fine you can throw in some kind of like ad hoc ones every now and again all right so so it's not too too straight cool um but the first film i wanted to, to talk about now is one that you guys uh may have heard about it it kind of it came out last year and it did, did the festivals, did the kind of horror film festivals. Um, and it's called Prevenge. Do you know Prevenge? Mm, no, but that's no. an awesome title. Yeah. So Prevenge is a uh, British comedy slasher film that came out last year. And it's written and directed and starring um, a lady named Alice Lowe. I don't even know who Alice Lowe is, but she she was in um, the TV show Dark Place. Oh yeah, I oh fuck yeah, Garth Murray's yeah. Dark yeah. Place. We that show's love amazing. That. We love that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, you know the the blonde kind of uh, yeah. nursing it. So since then, she's been doing like really cool stuff. She's acted in a really cool films, um, and this is her kind of. Um, her debut feature film as a director and she wrote it and she starred in it. And it, and the whole thing is about her being pregnant and she was really pregnant at the time. And she, um, is told by her unborn baby to kill people. Whoa. So she hears a, she hears a voice from inside her stomach, uh, or wherever the baby in her womb, should I say, not the stomach, the baby doesn't live in the stomach. Pretty, pretty but, close. um, <laughs> yeah, but the baby tells her to kill people. So she, so she goes around, um, meeting people, trying to be friends with them. But her baby's like, no, they don't really like you. They, they, <laughs> they're only, well, they only want you for this and wow, for that. That's crazy. So she goes around killing them. Yeah. And she, in in this kind of an unsatiable thirst to, to kill people. Um, and it's it's incredible because it was real low budget. Um, it was made in two weeks, and as I said, she was she was pregnant at the time, ready to pop. Um, and it, it, yeah, there's loads of kind of uh, low key British actors in it, um, and a couple of cu- couple of bigger ones. But um, it's a real cool thing. It's, it's streaming currently on uh, Shudder. Do you know oh, Shudder? Shudder. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the horror streaming kind of platform. Right. Um, they're starting to acquire movies too. I think they're starting to acquire kind of first they run are. movies. Well, you know what they're doing? There, they are um, just like Netflix and Amazon. They're oh. creating their own original content. Is that what now. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's, are, like, yeah. Yeah, there's like um, the guys who made Room Two Thirty Seven. The, yeah. the Shining documentary right. or documentary. Right. Uh, yeah, they they <laughs> they created their um, 
a Shutter original program. No shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've just done a deal with them for something as well. Oh great. Um, which is which is really cool because oh, nice. um, there's a sh- there's a Shutter UK. Um, where they kind of don't have all the good films. They only have some of the, the good American films and some weird European ones, but it's, it's getting better. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some, some incredible scenes in, in Prevenge that make it worth watching. There's um, really, really gory scenes uh, where um, it's obviously like a, a film about uh, men being dicks and trying mm. to rape women all the time and yeah, you know that she happens put, all the time yeah you know but she puts mm. herself in these situation in these situations where it's conducive to guys being dicks to her so mm. she kind of goes to a bar and she she meets this, this this guy this desperate guy and kind of invites herself back to his so she instigates it Mm -hmm. and uh when he gets a bit friendly with her she she murders she murders him and but he lives with his mum and his mum kind of like comes out and um you realize that she's a really old lady and she needs help so she kind of she kind of looks after his mum after killing her son um it's real dark and it's but it's it's real dark comedy as well it's it's great and and it's amazing the kind of physical scenes that she she gets to do while she's physically pregnant herself she was Uh, actually like the actress was really pregnant she was really pregnant, yeah. Oh man, well, that's, that's hilarious. She's ready to pop. Whoa, that's yeah. great. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah, we're looking, we're looking at the poster right the, now. Yeah, the poster awesome. rules. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we're checking this out like, for sure. Yeah, you, you, you literally can see sometimes like, the baby moving like inside her. You can see like his hand kind of pressing against the skin, oh. and it's a real. Whoa! Yeah, oh, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. It's, it's, um, you know, but it's good. I mean, it's 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 horrible. It's gory, uh, but it's really funny as well. I mean, there can be some kind of humor in, 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 in the dark things that happen. Yeah. With an absurd, um, with an absurd concept like that, you got it. You have a, you have to have a little bit of fun with it, obviously. I mean, yeah, I need a little bit of levity. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, um, introduced Alice Lowe to a whole new kind of category of people. And uh, I'm just excited to see what she does next. So she wrote it, directed it and also and stars, stars in it. And oh, then wow. gave birth at the same time. Yeah. Wow. While she was, yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. Mad props uh, for that. Yeah, but that's my first pick, Prevenge, uh, currently streaming on Shudder. Um, so who's first out of you guys? Uh, uh, who wants to go? I'll, go? I'll go. Sean, go Yeah, let me it. go. Sean's uh, ready. I got I got two, but I'll narrow it down the one, obviously. Okay. I'm going to – you know what? I had two, but the one that I'm really kind of like in love with is a movie called Blood Rage. Oh, okay. And I've it's not seen on, this. And it's it, – yeah, I found it on Amazon uh, Prime. Yeah, and uh, let me get up the IMDb here. I just had it, but I did. Um, okay, but I think it's it's from 1983. Nice. Let me let me just get this up. And this yeah. was this was back in the day where oh, I think it was made in the 1985, but it wasn't released until 1987. So, okay. so you're watching yeah. it, and it looks older than it actually is. If it was a movie, yeah. that came out in 1987. And Amazon has some real weird selection of films like if you click on their horror selection it's obviously got the, the obvious ones but the more you scroll down is they've got some real crazy stuff you know I f- yeah you're right i found this because what i do on amazon prime and it's a great search option that they have you go on say you want to watch you know um like roller boogie right and you yep. click on roller boogie and there's a i think there's a selection up top that says customers also watched yeah i think it's yeah. called something like that right and you click yeah. on that and it brings you to a whole nother menu of similar titles. 
Yeah, it's great. And, and sometimes you just like keep scrolling and keep scrolling, and you're just like, oh, oh my god, how many of these fucking movies? Like, boom. <laughs> and then by the time you're scrolling, you realize there's like 75 movies just you know, <laughs> yeah. that are that are that the, the same customer. Like, I love Blood Rage, so I was like, oh, let me see what else. You know, it works. Watched. It works like you know how the webs like. The Amazon. Yeah, it's just recommended it for does. you. It's the same algorithm. Same, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. Algorithm. right. But but it's like it's a search that you do. But right. and it's and it's this movie is really freaking crazy. It's got some okay. of the most over the top acting I've ever seen, um, <laughs> mostly by Louise Lasser, who was um, from the Woody Allen crew. Um, okay. But she was also in. She's in a lot of other movies, like one of my favorite movies, Crime Wave, Sam Raimi movie, Crime Wave. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but she's just she just. She's she's the mother of these two these two twin boys, mm-hmm. and this this is a flashback in the beginning of the movie. The setup: uh, the two twin boys are at a drive-in movie, and they kill a, a couple making out in a, in a car. And the one yeah. the one twin who killed the people in the car blames it on the other twin. So the innocent twin goes gets locked up for like you know twenty years oh, in a shit. psych ward. Nice. So the the actually murdering the psychopathic. Um, uh, brother, twin. brother, twin brother is out, and he's just kind of like conning everybody, and he's so charming, and he's just—he's a really creepy character. Are, are these twins played by the same guy? Yes, or? yeah, they're played by the oh, same right. actor, whose his name is Mark Soper, and this guy is just—you got to see this performance; it's fucking bananas. Um, <laughs> so, so basically, uh, this this movie takes place on Thanksgiving night, and the the innocent brother is released from the the psych ward, and it lets the the fucking psycho brother go on a killing spree and he blames it on his just released or just escaped the brother from the, from the asylum. <laughs> and it's just wow. catch a break. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You feel so bad, but it's just like, his but, life, yeah. but you got to see these, these murder pieces. They're just so ridiculously over the top. <laughs> and, and the, the style of the movie is just kind of this, everything is just like overly lit and, and the effects are not so good and they just don't, they don't cut away from like the effect or like the chopped off head or like the, the fucking, <laughs> the arm gets cut off and the blood just sprays against white lit walls. And it's just this really strange kind of opera of this, this fucking, this eighties gore. And, and it's, it's just something that you can't, you when can't was it made? possibly, I, I believe it was made in 83. Oh, it's, but it was released in 87. Okay, so so it sounds kind of like a Dario Argento film, but, but you you know what I I I do think of um I think it's Tenebrae, right? Uh, you know that yeah, end okay. scene where the arm gets chopped off and it paints that blood yeah. spray. It's it's yeah. it reminds you a lot of that because the blood is just like the gore just happens in this kind of starkly lit apartments and these. It's just it's something that would absolutely never ever get done now, not even by an independent uh, producer. <laughs> it's just something that they would not have the balls to do. It's called Blood Rage. Uh, it's you just have to see it to believe it. Uh, I'm going to see this, and it was it, it was. It's, I'm definitely going to watch this. Yeah, this was kind of this was not released anywhere up until a few years ago. That I think Arrow put it out on DVD okay. on Blu-ray. Nice. But it, what service is it on? It's on I, Amazon. I, I found it on Amazon streaming. And our friend, Mark Schoenbach from Sadist Art Designs, did the DVD, the Blu-ray cover. Oh, shit, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, so. fuck. And it's, it's did, the... Did, it's is the, it on Blu-ray now? I think it's on Blu-ray, yeah. And, and the wow. cover that he did was... <laughs> I'm not how, gonna, did he, how did he get on Blu-ray? I'm not going to watch <laughs> it unless <laughs> it's on VHS. So. Yeah, I, I the, the VHS goes for, like, I, I'm sure hundreds of dollars on, on Amazon. I will go like, to 112 Video and, and I will right. rent the video. Good luck finding it, but you can have it. You could watch it on Amazon Prime for free. And That's it's great. great. Well, you and need an wonderful. Amazon account. Well, yeah. I free ish. Yeah. 
Well, wait, what? Wait, you, could wa- you could watch it on Amazon Prime for free? Well, if you're like, paying for Prime service, oh, you can I'm stream it for free. <laughs> hey, Will, how much do you pay for internet access? Um, <laughs> uh, I think I pay like 10 bucks a month. What would you say? What would you say if I... No, sorry. <laughs> it's an old bit we used to do. Sorry. <laughs> it's fucking trying to sell me <laughs> yeah. Amazon Prime. Who's yeah. next with their recommend... Oh, no, we got to go back to Jed, right? Yep. Yeah, it's back to me. That, that was a great choice. Uh, my second choice today um, is a documentary that was on HBO very, very recently. I think it was on last week in America. Um, and I don't know, a lot of, well, most people in the UK haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet. But it's a documentary called um, Mummy Dead and Dearest. Have you heard about this? No, no. what the fuck is this? Oh, great, great, great. Okay, so it's called <laughs> Mummy Dead and Dearest. Mm, uh, it's a documentary. Right <laughs> It's great. It's about the murder of a woman called Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, and she, and Dee Dee Blanchard, she was killed. She had like a throat slashed and uh, just just the murder scene was absolutely fucking brutal. Um, and Dee Dee Blanchard, she had a daughter that wa- that couldn't walk, huh. um, had uh, so much stuff wrong with her, muscular dystrophy. Um, she had the mental age of a seven-year-old or something. And yet she was accused of killing her mum. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Well, you say, oh, no, now. Oh, um, okay. so, so this documentary, so the documentary kind of then goes back to the start of, of how uh, ever since this kid was little, she, she had all these problems. She had asthma. She had trouble breathing. She couldn't walk. Um, she had all the illnesses in the world. And then lots of kind of like celebrity people got involved and raised money for her. And there's all these like charities about her and stuff. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then this this kind of girl in a wheelchair was kind of like a the poster child for sick children, really. So she was always there with a kind of like a uh, like a no hair and in a wheelchair, but really smiling. So she she kind of had a a, a nice kind of you know happiness about life, and she kind of took what she had and kind of turned that frown upside down. But it turned out she wasn't sick at all. She, she was it was her mum was making her stay in a wheelchair um was was shaving her head um and but but also tricking doctors by because she would give she would still give her daughter all this medicine because she would trick uh, doctors into thinking that she was sick um just by telling them that she was sick um and then they would give her this medicine which which made the illnesses kind of happen almost oh that's terrible so yeah, so she was getting money from all these these charities and stuff, and um, so that's why she kept it going forever and forever. But then this this girl in the wheelchair, she met a guy online, told him all about it, and he was like, "I'm going to kill your mum." And then uh, the girl whose name's Gypsy was like, "Yeah, cool, didn't do that." <laughs> so um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it this- sounds like a good deal. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this documentary is about um, this this girl called Gypsy um, on the run from the police because uh, she also posted on on her Facebook. Um, I've just slashed my mum's no, yeah, my mum's throat's just been slashed and I just got raped or some some crazy shit. So fuck? everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, wow. Oh, it's just crazy. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've only given away the tip of the iceberg as well. There's so much crazy shit that, that happens in this documentary, and it was it was broadcast May 16th, so really recently. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you can't make, uh, you can't make that up. And that's on HBO. Really, it's on HBO, and it's yeah. on HBO for free. Even if you haven't got an HBO account, you just go to HBO.com, and I believe it's there wow. streaming for free. That's great. Right wow. now. 
Um, that's called Mummy Dead and Dearest. Holy shit. That sounds great. Someone's going to option that into a movie. You fucking know oh, it, man. Well, the sure, thing is, yeah. the, you, like, once these documentaries are done so well, like Making of a Murderer and, and The Keeper. Directed like, by t- Paul W. Anderson. You just, you just, you, you can't make it more fantastic. You can't make it more fantastic than the real documentary. Mila so Jovovich like, plays the mother. Chloe Grace Moretz it, plays the mother. Yes, dude, <laughs> well, there's a, a fucking movie it, here. Well, I mean, after yeah, the documentaries that are so good, you're starting to like, do our podcast style. Yeah. <laughs> Pitch, yeah. We're Pitching. Sorry, sorry, Jed. We're pitching. <laughs> That's fine. That's cool. Oh, um, yeah, it would it would make a it would make a great movie, but then people wouldn't believe just how crazy yeah. the story is. Right. That's, That's fucking insane. bonkers. That is bonkers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so that's my second choice. Uh, what are your collective second choice? Okay, well, since uh, Sean, so I'm to the right of Sean, I'm gonna go, and uh, my pick is probably like I, I'm. I'm probably only watching this because like I'm doing a show based on it in on, in okay. June. But like oh. I picked uh, the Running Man. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the Running Man is probably one of my favorite. Like, I love all those Arnold action movies from the eighties. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but the Running Man has a very specific place in my heart because essentially it's it's just a public execution designed as a game show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like when I was a really like when I was a kid, like I used to like stay at home and watch game shows all the time with my with my grandma. And uh-huh. oh, Richard Dawson. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> family so, feud. Yeah, family and, feud. I, and I'd be like, I was kind of just enamored by like game show hosts and stuff, and how game shows were constructed. And I, and I guess I felt like they were they were more like tools even then, just to distract people and to like control people into things. Uh, so I, I think I picked this and movie to sell posturepedic like yeah. mattresses and shit. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think <laughs> I really picked this because this was like a reality it was based on like a reality t- a fake reality television show but we yeah. eventually started seeing these things happen in real life i mean no one was getting publicly executed at these at these events um but japanese game shows kind of came close yeah but right? like that's i would say the closest <laughs> is like j- japanese game shows like fucking run the the the, the gamut of 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 comparison to the running man but the it's running true. man is is um is a movie about <laughs> god what's his what's his name in the film Oh, um, Arnold Richard, Schwar- Richard Dawson. It's oh, uh, the Ben Richards. Of Bakersfield. Ben Richards. Yeah, <laughs> ben Richards is a uh, who I guess worked for the government at the time. Uh, decides not to fire on civilians at a protest, and he uh, attempts to I guess uh, delay their death by beating the people up on the uh, helicopter that he's on, which ends up landing him in prison, in like a prison camp, where he escapes, and they take convicts, and he's wrongly convicted. That's that's the reality. He, he, you know, he didn't want to murder people. He didn't want to murder yeah. innocents. So uh, he gets, uh, being wrongly convicted, he gets uh, put into a game show with other people where he must fight bosses, kind of like American Gladiator style, and uh, he ends up making it out. And or gladiators un- in your country. Yeah, or gladiators. <laughs> what uh, was it called in back then? Wait, wait, what was it? Yeah, what you, was had, it? you had American gladiators there, right? But it was called something else, if, if you know what American uh, gladiators is? Yeah, it, it was called Gladiators. It was oh, okay. one of our most popular shows, yeah. Okay. Prime time, Saturday nights. Okay, ah, it was awesome. great. <laughs> See, I, I, when, I when you get a chance, Google Jet. There was a gladiator called Jet. Um, and I still love her now. She's amazing. I think I remember that. Yeah. But like, so I, I think that's like that. That's pretty much the premise of that whole film is that he uncovers a a corrupt government conspiracy, and uh, he unfolds it in front of the public, which I love. He's kind of like 
the the underdog in the whole film where uh, he's he's really put a, like the odds against him right now are pretty bad, but he keeps winning and that freaks everybody out. And uh, yeah, but the ratings are going crazy. The, the ratings are going fucking crazy, and, and they're people like, are betting. Keep, keep letting it run. But the yeah. thing is, like the guy who directed, I think. Paul Glasser is the director of it. Uh, Paul Michael Glazer. Glazer. And Glazer. from? And he's Scar- Starsky and Hutch. That's right. He was either Starsky or Hutch. I yeah. forgot which one. Oh, wow. He wow. wasn't well. David Soul. He was the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But, ben uh, Stiller? He was Ben Stiller? <laughs> yeah, that's but him. Yeah. I, I, you know, that guy ends up like in weird places, like the things that he's done. Like he's in a bunch of Lego movies as vo- like a voice actor in Lego movies. <laughs> really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Weird places. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I love that movie because uh, I believe the future has always just been the 80s we're in the future now and we're still well it's much set in, in the, the year 2017 2019 no. oh. oh is it no is shit it? 2019 I thought we only got two years to get we to running two, man? we got two oh, years to get wow. to running man let's get cracking guys come yeah, on guys <laughs> come on well now that now that we have donald trump as president <laughs> that's true we do it have, yeah. totally fucking happened and he i kind of is like that's that. the future that i want though it's like <laughs> it, it's the next it's the evolution of the apprentice it's yes. just like you just gotta fight <laughs> you gotta fight like fucking like maniacs with machine guns you're and running you're running and you're a man. <laughs> You're the running man. Wait a minute. When, when, when remember when um, barbecue or whatever got fucking blowtorch? He's like, "You're fired." Remember that? Yeah. Ah. He fucking even said the tagline. Dude, there's a, there's a great scene with uh, when he breaks into that chick's apartment and she's like, "Jesus Christ!" And he's like, "Think again." <laughs> I was like, "Guess again." There, yeah. and, like, and like that. Just there's so many awesome one-liners yeah. in that movie. Oh, too. there is. Yeah. Um, my favorite one is my favorite one is when Arnie says. I'll be back. And then uh, the guy, Killian, says, only in the reruns. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's fucking great. Or when like, he splits the chainsaw guy open, he's yes, like, what happened, to, what happened to the buzzsaw? You had to split. <laughs> <laughs> so he's really he's really in the catchphrase. Wait, wait, that was like movie. the peak of the catchphrase thing, because that became that's when it became like his thing. Yeah. Wait, wasn't sure. there? I can't I, now. Like I can't remember because he's had so many catchphrases. But there was a there is an ice. Uh, there, there's definitely an ice hockey player who's like a samurai in, in yeah. Running Man. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I think Arnold's like catchphrase was like "chill out." Oh no, oh, that was from true. Batman. I, I, I see. And I can't remember. remember. <laughs> it's a freeze in, in Batman he, and Robin. Nice to see you, everybody. Chill. <laughs> Kill the heroes. <laughs> Cool, <laughs> uh, so that was that's, many. that's my pick because I'm uh, I'm a I'm a fiend for anything Arnold Schwarzenegger related. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. And Everybody and freeze! That, and, that, and that was that was based on a Richard Bachman book. Who was who was Stephen King? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, cool thing, the guy who bought the rights to that book uh, to the story to do it, he had no idea when he bought it that it was Stephen King. Oh no! He had shit. No fucking yeah? idea. Really? Uh, but like, I I remember reading that book as a kid. And really like falling in love with that, and and I love anything '80s is is yeah, my favorite, especially if it's '80s action sci-fi. Yeah, because you yeah, have yeah. Total Recall, which is just oh yeah, that's a masterpiece Amazing. in my Fuck mind. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing with Running Man? He said you, you said you were doing a show based on oh I'm Running Man. I'm doing a show called Dystopia on June 16th out here in New York, and the okay. the, the theme of the show is five people. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of escape rooms. You have them in the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah this is yeah. an escape house, and it's based okay. off of the Running Man. As you are entering in a uh, a game show after Western civilization has collapsed, and there's a world uh, world martial law, so there's world government, and they use game shows to depopulate the planet. So five people will enter. Nice. In your group only one of you is allowed to leave so your goal is to get your group mates to quit and uh that's the premise of the whole show okay, that's cool and there's uh, like a doctor who episode a bit similar to that oh, oh which shit. one? Oh wait is that with with, with uh eccleston 
was it Eccleston or was it um, David Tennant? Uh-huh. It was when they were on that kind of like um, that space satellite station. five. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, Eccleston. That's, that's Eccleston. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Eccleston, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and we uh, got some Whovians here. The has Big Brother and stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, listen, like, that's the, that's always, in my mind, that's always just been what the UK was, like, even in, like, old Alan Moore comics, like, when uh, V for Vendetta came out as a comic, yeah. like, a few yeah. years later, you guys started fucking legit putting up security cameras all over your streets. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like he knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I... I I love this premise. I love this concept, and uh, I just like the idea that it's it's challenging people. So we're gonna play a bunch of old '80s songs that are slowed down. I don't know if you're familiar with the, with uh, vaporwave or synthwave music. I am, yeah. Uh, I but am, yeah. I'm playing all music like that the whole time. And essentially, you're just <laughs> nice. if you were coming to it, you'd get fucked up like that. <laughs> some things I could talk about right now are um, we're gonna we are gonna fire BBs at people. Uh, out of out of a BB gun. That's it's an airsoft gun, so they're not metal. Okay, but okay. that's uh, it's that's one of the tests to see how long you can stand getting shot by that. And uh, if you quit, <laughs> sounds like fun. Well, it's not. <laughs> I fun. will not be going Pete, to that. Uh, Pete and Sean came to one show, and, and, and to this fucking day. Like they're like, ah, oh, that's not my thing, not my thing. But Sean, <laughs> Sean was gung ho about producing these shows after he went through that. Well, I don't want to go through them. I want to, I want to torture other people, but I don't want to be tortured. Well, myself. I mean, you have an opportunity to work on shows that you just well, choose not to. I got movies to make. I'm well, sorry. I make movies in real life. Mm. Have, have, you, have you seen that film, The House That October Built? Yeah, um, actually, I know, yeah. I know a few people who like uh, that own those the haunted houses that they shot at. Um, oh. and, and I go to a thing called Trans World. Uh, it's not a transvestite convention, as, as uh, many people sure? think. I'm very <laughs> sure. sure. I'm, I'm not a transvestite. You got a problem with that? No, not, no, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> people to each their own. But Trans World is a uh, is a is the largest Halloween uh, attraction trade show in the world. Uh, and and even when I say it's large, I have to admit that the industry itself is like a tenth of a percent of of the <laughs> entertainment industry. But it's a billion dollar industry. And uh, I know a few people that uh, through there that have uh, that helped with that film, at least getting uh, the property for people to film on, um, and like just meeting them in passing or meeting them at the show or at a seminar or something. So that's wow. pretty similar as well. Kids look for an extreme haunt, and uh, then th- then they find it and they regret it. Um, and that and that's and that's <laughs> the house of the October build. <laughs> That's awesome. You started uh, talking well, about a different Running movie. Man's <laughs> great choice. Um, Running Man, Running Man, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's available on on well, it's on Netflix UK anyway. Um, it's not available in American UK. I had to like no. fo- search for an hour on YouTube to actually find <laughs> a good copy of it. Oh, you found it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that's strange. That nice. YouTube has everything. It, it's great. Well, yeah. here, here's, uh, how, here's how I had to watch yeah. it. It was. It was a oh, screen it? within a screen. Yeah, like it, you watched the whole things. thing like that. They gotta alter it. it. What's you ever the deal with that? They what like do you oh. deal with that. When they put a screen within a screen. Well, they do that is so it? you they don't get caught. I yeah, guess it's copyright uh, reasons. Well, it probably, it probably okay. escapes some kind of algorithm that catches. Yes. it, you know, because sometimes right. they, they they sometimes they speed up the movie too, so you gotta watch it and it's slightly sped up. Right. Well, you could also yeah. cho- choose the option to slow it down and then it's normal mm. on YouTube. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's how I how I slow down all those '80s songs. Too when I'm like <laughs> listening to them to get ready for the but show. But does it slow it down to a normal speed? Yeah, it was it was fine. Oh, it no was compl- it was fine. Yeah. But the the the, the screen See, YouTube knows the screen within the screen. So it's a very tiny screen playing Running Man, and right. the screen behind it was clouds and an eagle. Yeah, flying. <laughs> and I was like, how very fucking patriotic. perfect is that, man? <laughs> fucking awesome. That's cool. 
Well, great. Thank you for that. Uh, this my last choice today on what to watch on Netflix is an Australian film, an Australian thriller, straight horror film, and it's called Hounds of Love. Have you guys heard about this? No, no but I'm no, looking man. it up right now. You're going deep yeah, with these. So man. Hounds of Love, it, it kind of, kind of caused like a little bit of stir of a stir at um, the, the film festivals it, it showed at. Um, it is kind of a dark subject it's about child abduction um it's about a couple that go around um kidnapping semi-young girls like just young teen girls Um, it's set in the 80s huh well it's set in some of it's set in the 80s but it was made it was made like last year yeah last year um and uh yeah, so this, so this film is about um, a couple who are kind of in love. It's one of those kind of Bonnie and Clyde situations where where the woman's kind of not so into the much into the kind of kidnapping bit, but but she wants to support her husband, so she goes along with it and <laughs> she helps right him. There. Yeah, they they kind of like entice uh, like a young girl off the street by saying, "Oh, do you want to come back for a drink? Where are you go when you go to a party? Why not have a nightcap? Have a bit of a drink with us? Uh, we've got weed and stuff." So they entice this one particular girl to go back to theirs um and uh, she's just quite smart so she's like i don't want to go inside i'll wait out here and you can get, like, give me the weed and then something happens and she eventually goes inside and then they kind of drug her and then she wakes up like tied to a bed um and it, and and the great thing about this film is it doesn't glorify the violence there is obviously some violence and some really messed up scenes but it in no way kind of glorifies it and um it's mostly about the relationship between the the two criminals, really, and how the captured girl persuades or tries to drive a wedge between this couple because she knows that's her only chance of survival. She'll need to drive a wedge between them. Um, so the female kind of helps her out a little bit. Um, the other interesting thing about this is um, she's trying to send coded letters out to her parents because they're making her write these letters to her parents to say like she's gone away she's run away with a boyfriend and stuff but she's carefully putting in little clues to them to let them know where she is and it's really really interesting and i i love australian films have you seen um lake mungo no no oh you need to watch lake mungo so um just just as an aside lake mungo is about a uh, family that lost their daughter. It's filmed like in a documentary style, um, and this family is kind of talking to the camera about loss and the, and just grieving over their daughter. And they're kind of showing old videos and old pictures um, of their daughter who who drowned. Um, and then slowly, you see like a figure in the back of these photos um, that weren't there before. And then you also see, um, they go back and watch the footage of filming the parents in the house and you can see something in the corner and you can see like, there's like basically the daughter's trying to come back into their lives in this. In the, in the, yeah. It's, it's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I believe, um, yeah, I think either Will Smith or Tom Cruise bought the rights to to Lake oh, Mungo. Oh, no. yeah. I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's Tom Cruise version. at least. Yeah. Will Smith is just going to put him and Jaden in it. Gonna... <laughs> oh, yeah. just have Gerard Butler in it. Is he going to see a picture of his daughter? <laughs> oh, hell no! <laughs> yeah. That was going to happen. Jaden comes back as a karate ghost. <laughs> um, Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> Take a knee, son. <laughs> um, 
wow. yeah um so so back back to hounds of love yeah i just think the the australian um kind of like horror industry at the moment is is where it's all happening they have all the the most original ideas um and they can do a genre piece in in, in a different way than say hollywood can do because mm. i mean hollywood churns out horror films left right and center and they're all roughly the same yeah but Bye bye, man. Get it from, and, you know, yeah, you get program. it from a different country like Australia or New Zealand, somewhere like that, and you get a little bit of a, of a, a different angle on it that yeah. just makes it much more interesting. True, true. Um, and the casting is incredible as well. I mean, I think they're unknowns. Like, well, there's yeah. that. There's a guy in here who's who was in like the Rogue that would be about of the, love. Yeah, and oh, how's love? Nice. He, he was in the that that giant alligator movie. Oh, the mm. one from the guy from Willow Creek, uh, Wolf Creek. Yeah, yeah. And, Stephen Curry. Yeah, uh, the the whoever plays John is that Steve? Yeah, Stephen Curry, and he was yeah. also in a movie called. You remember the Castle? You used to see all this all no. the time at video stores. No. But the guy's the Simpsons one. So he's a pretty what kind of? The Castle is a film from 1997. It's a drama, okay. f- a cult film. It's about a family trying to with a makeshift home they built themselves, and it's in the yeah. way of an airport. Hmm. Okay. Because Eric Banner's in it. Yeah, that's kind of what it's famous for. That was his first oh, film. Banna was in the castle. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Rogue Banna. was a fucking terrifying movie. I remember seeing that thing. That was horrifying. That guy just directed uh, Belko Experiment, right? Well, Greg oh. McLean. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice. Right. We need to cast yeah. Banna in a movie of ours. Banna. Yeah. Oh yeah, you really need to. <laughs> Banna's great. No more. No more Gerard Butler movies. More Banna movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's Hounds of Love. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's it's. It's a bit of a hard watch. I don't think I can ever watch it again because this particular actress who like she looks really young, so I'm not sure how old she is, but she gets she gets yeah, she gets some really bad treatment and it's quite a hard watch. Even though you know it's acting, it's it's just a hard watch. But um Where did you where did you watch it on? So I had to buy this film because I'd missed it because I've been to like a hundred and well yeah, I've been to so many film festivals in in the, in the last year, and it's it was shown like alongside my film tons of times. I just managed to miss it, so I just thought, okay, I've heard so much about it, I just need to buy it. So I bought it, but you can buy it on iTunes for like I think six ninety nine in the UK. I think it's ten dollars um, if you buy it from iTunes in um, America. But it's probably on YouTube for all I know. So if, if you can find yeah, it anywhere else, yeah, yeah who knows? Then I'm I'm sure you should. But uh, it's a, it's a really great film. in a small window yes. within a window. <laughs> yeah, in, in fast motion. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's Hounds of Love, um, and that's directed by a guy called Ben Young, who I I don't think he's done too much besides this because his name is red on Wikipedia, which means he is a brand new person. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting film. Really, really amazingly shot. Doesn't glorify the violence, and um, yeah, and you get to hear some some lovely Australian accents too. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, so what's your last choice? Peter, All right, Peter Bune. Uh, okay, that's. It's, Can you top everything that's been ahead of you? Well, Pete? he's got a good one. Well, okay, <laughs> so um, uh, a lot of the movies you guys have been recommending have been on the more violent end or the more action end. The movie I'm going to recommend to watch on Netflix is uh, a documentary called The Beaver Trilogy Part Four. And Ooh, okay. to yeah, and it's very it's it's. It's not comedic, but it's 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 a it's a documentary. Well, let me let me preface it this way. To yeah, there's a long story. Yeah, behind this. it's kind of a long story because um, to describe <laughs> part four, I need to talk about the previous three. So in 1979, uh, director Trent Harris, he was like working for local TV, and he encountered in Salt Lake City in Utah. Utah. Yeah, he encountered this um, this strange dude just in the parking lot. 
and he goes, well, Trent called him Groovin' Gary. And this guy just kind of like approached him and he was just like, oh, you have a camera? And he starts performing for this guy. And <laughs> Trent Harris could not get this guy out of his mind. You have to see this. This is the first part. And okay. it's, it's like a short, it was like made for like TV, like local TV, the part one. And this guy, uh, pretty much Sean Penn uh, based his performance of uh, Spicoli. Spicoli. Yeah, in Fast Times at Ridgemont. Fast times. In Fast Times. Yeah. On this yes. guy, Groovin Gary. Yes. So to well, get an idea of how he acted. He even around, looks like him a little bit. He yeah. looks, yeah. He, his look was pretty much Spicoli. <laughs> and so this guy, Groovin Gary, invites Trent Harris to a performance at his place, and he finds him dressed up as Olivia Newton-John performing. <laughs> like, he set up this whole show at his hometown. Uh, but the best part was he needed makeup to look like Olivia Newton-John, and the only person that could do the makeup was the mortician in the yeah. town. <laughs> so there's, there's this whole crazy thing. And um, so, yeah, so that part one, it was on, he put it on TV, and he... Two years later, he couldn't stop thinking about it. So Trent Harris cast a young, unknown actor by the name of Sean Penn to do like a, a VHS version, like a narrative version of this story. So Sean, wow. Penn, Sean Penn played Groovin' Gary. This is Beaver <laughs> Trilogy Part 2. Played Groovin' Gary. It's like shot on VHX. And right? these are short. VHS. These are like 15, 20-minute yeah. shorts. Okay. And he re Sean Penn recreated what happened in Utah. He got up, he, he dressed up like Olivia Newton-John. And this was like the year before <laughs> Spicoli. Yeah, this is like 1982. Right. Wow. So part three, Trent Harris could not get over this idea. So he, he cast a, a young and up-and-coming actor by the name of Crispin Glover. Wow. And did like a 30-minute version, right? As, a, as yeah. the same character. As same Groovin, character yeah. as Groovin' Gary. So the, you have Sean Penn and Crispin Glover essentially playing this real man. <laughs> and Groovy he's Gary. and both sh both Sean well in the Sean Penn version, the end is him so upset it that it dark. was on TV that he puts a rifle to his mouth <laughs> because the actual actual Gary character did feel a little kind of exploited. Yeah, he, right by by Trent Harris. He was embarrassed. He was yeah. embarrassed by what happened right. by it airing on TV. Like, right, he was humiliated that. Um, people started making fun of him for dressing up as a woman and singing Olivia Newton-John in front of a crowd and being right. broadcasted on TV. But he so, was just a huge fan of Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when they wrote the Sean Penn part, he, there's a scene where he's putting a rifle to his in his mouth, <laughs> but he decides not to. And same thing with the Crispin Glover version. He did the same thing where he put a rifle to his mouth and he decides not to kill himself. But then he made him live with his mom. Like, he really yeah. made him super pathetic, like a total dork. And I think Trent Harris kind of regrets kind of ex exploiting yeah. this, this guy. Um, so fast forward to t the year 2000, when it was the first time I saw it, where um, Trent Harris combined all three movies and released it as the Beaver Trilogy. So, Why is it called the Beaver Trilogy? Because it's the three the three versions. Well, it's called the Beaver Trilogy because um, the town that they shot it was in Beaver, Utah. Yeah. Right? Ah, right. Yeah, okay. so, well, so right, it, right. yeah, he was the Beaver Kid. He was the guy from the town of well, Beaver, right? The third, the third version starring Crispin Glover was called the Orkley Kid. That's right, right. He, didn't yes. want, he wanted to change the name. So right. if you're looking for it, but um, you could find all three together. So on Netflix, so in 2015, Trent Harris... Still could not get this story <laughs> out of his head, so he went. He went. He did the festival circuit. Oh, can can I uh, in between that? Sure, go ahead. Um, can yeah, I interrupt yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Trent Harris did direct an impossible to find movie now called Reuben and Ed, starring Crispin Glover, 
as oh. Reuben Farr, the character he appeared on the David Letterman show as the long-haired hippie character. If you ever saw that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That was a character from a feature that uh, Trent Harris directed that you can't find anywhere now. Hmm. And Crispin Glover played that Reuben Farr character. Yeah. So, okay. Sean, I don't think you saw uh, part four, right? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Go so, on. Okay, though, so the Beaver Trilogy part four is a full-length documentary about um, – it wasn't made by Trent Harris, but it was. it's about – Trent Harris making this movie and these documentarians, these filmmakers track down Groove and Gary. They're trying to find what happened to Groove and Gary. <laughs> and you have to check it out because um, I'm not, I'm kind of explaining it like without revealing anything. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. It. It's a real, like, um, uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of bittersweet when they it kind is of bittersweet find, if they find Groove and Gary. Groove and Gary and kind of Trent Harris together. But Trent Harris himself, who had aspirations of becoming a big filmmaker. Right. Uh, didn't and this movie the the documentary kind of gets his story out there and um you kind of see how um he gets celebrated he gets celebrated for his work because it's uh, the beaver trilogy is kind of a cult cult classic in the minds of uh some some people including i'm desperate to watch it now there's there's some celebrities in there um I, yeah. Can you? Uh, well, that the documentary is on Netflix. Is on Netflix. But you can. Yeah. I think you can watch the shorts on YouTube, right? I mean, are the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I think. You, yeah. You can find them the separately on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And those are the Beaver Kid, the Beaver Kid Two, or something, and then the Orkley Kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, you could see the origins of like Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, kind of what like what Crispin Glover roles, kind of like um, even like. Oh yeah, it's definitely McFly. Yeah, he's McFly. Totally McFly, and you know, yeah. You can oh, see Crispin the, Glover. Yeah, he's in American Gods right now, so he's he's kind yeah, of yeah. a big deal. He's right. fantastic on that show. That's, but the, yeah. the the best one of the trilogy of the Beaver trilogy, whatever, it has to be the first the one. The first one because it's real. It's just, the guy is yeah. so such a character, so such a sweet man, and just wants to entertain people, and he's just so awkward and funny and charming. <laughs> that laugh, that Spicoli laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing that's. His laugh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's great. He's he's by far the greatest character. And it's like you know. it's a character study on not only Groove and Gary but Trent Harris. Right. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah. So um, I recommend that. It's it's really yeah. if you love movies, if you love um, weird character. characters, then check out the Beaver Trilogy Part Four on Netflix. I will do. It sounds amazing. I've just seen that uh, Phil Lord, the kind of director of a million different things, Lego movie, um, is, is the new a massive Han Solo. fan. Yeah, the new Han Solo movie, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's one of his favorite films as well. The um, oh, nice the the Beaver trilogy. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, that's that's uh, a great choice. Yeah, Bill Hader's in it uh, in the in the documentary. Ah. I think it's one of his favorite movies too. Bill Hader, and yeah, other like comedians. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's a good one. That's great. Thank you. Well, well, thank you very much. That's six brilliant recommendations there. Um, do you have any other uh, recommendations, like just just ad hoc ones? You're like, what what are your favorite films? Just to kind of throw them in there, because I feel like because there's three of you, favorite. you didn't really get a chance to kind of favorite, give favorite. all of your, uh, well, th- uh, this your films. Is, this isn't a favorite, but it was a recent one that I really I really He's dug. asking for favorites, Sean. Well, it's not a it's it's a recent. I wouldn't call it a favorite, but it's something that okay. I couldn't stop thinking about. It was a movie called. The Evil Within, okay? Ah, yeah. And, yeah, it's... Ooh, have I seen this. It, it's, it's, it's kind of a... It has a strange kind of production story about a director who was kind of a... a, a in, a, in a big oil family, took a decade to make this movie, and by the end of this decade, he became kind of addicted to uh, methamphetamine, I guess, and then kind of died before the movie was finished. But he spent $10 million of his own money yeah. on this movie. 
Oh, it, it was yes, kind of a, I heard yeah, about this. It was yeah. a story earlier in this year, but the movie yeah. is just visually insane. Just, it's just strange. It's one of the strangest movies you can imagine. Um, <laughs> and and I, I I bought it. I rented it on Amazon just to watch okay. it on streaming. Um, but I bought the SD version because it was a dollar cheaper than the HD <laughs> version. But it's just it's it's just you, you have to see it to believe it. It's got this amazing visual stuff going on. And it's just it's a really fucking wild movie. You got to see to believe. Yeah, I, 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 when I read the article about it, I, I, I made it my life's mission to watch it, but I think I've completely forgot about yeah, it. Yeah. But what's Check it out. It's The Evil Within. The Evil Within, yeah. It's a very right. flawed movie, but it makes it much stranger and much more enjoyable. But it's it's a really flawed, strange, unique movie. you got to check it out. Awesome. So for Ooh. me, I think... I. Everyone's going to disagree. Beyond the Black Rainbow is probably like my <laughs> favorite... Great choice. My favorite. It's like it, I love that movie. So That's all you. That's all you. Yeah, dude. It, like when I first saw the trailer to that, it was like yeah, two thousand like two thousand twelve when I first saw the trailer, and I was. Some like, people say the trailer's better than the movie. That mm-hmm. I often hear that. Uh, you know what? I don't like those people. <laughs> <laughs> sure, the movie like has virtually no dialogue in it, and it's it's just a beautiful music video, but. Yeah, like when I was writing my MK Ultra show, that was like a big uh, inspiration to me. So that was the movie that made me like start taking LSD because I was like, if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna experiment with these things on people, I better know what they feel like. So I started tripping on acid all the time and doing MDMA and just doing a bunch of psychedelic and psychotropic drugs. But at the, in the same vein, um, God, now I'm gonna fucking space on the name, and Sean's gonna have to help me. Uh, William William Hurt's in it. It's uh, oh, altered states. Altered states is it? Oh, is it? Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. another like movie up there? Uh, and then of course Halloween. The first Halloween is probably still my number one favorite. It's one of the best films I've made. The original Halloween. Yeah, and I like the remake of it when they uh, called it It Follows. It's <laughs> pretty much just Halloween. Yeah. Um, so go on, Pete. Show, tell everybody about the weird fucking movie you're going to talk about now. <laughs> Um, well, talking about favorite movies of all time, my favorite movie of all time is is has to be Boogie Nights. Uh, oh, I that, watch, cock, that cock scene! I gotta watch. I could watch that a thousand <laughs> times. And Sean and I used to have a, a public access show uh, in Long wow. Island, New York, and we would always have Boogie Nights reference. And we oh, had yeah. a whole kind of remade it. We remade <laughs> right? Boogie Nights uh, for our public access show when we were kids, <laughs> pretty much. So. That's right. And, oh, you can watch uh, that on that, Vimeo. That can't you can watch. You can find that on Vimeo. We remade Boogie Nights when we were kids. <laughs> well, we were, it was <laughs> different. It was Boogie yeah. Nights meets Goodfellas, but with a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what happens when you make a cookie cookie baking. We didn't empire. get the cum shot. I can do it again. <laughs> and uh, I think you can find Boogie Nights on Netflix. But I also there's a movie called there's a documentary called Tickled. Which I I can't get out of oh, my head. Oh yeah, we we spoke about that on, oh. on, a, on a previous episode. Oh, yeah. Good. It's, yeah. I've got. I made it. I've made everyone watch it. It's it's incredible. Fucking bizarre. Uh, it's on HBO. Yeah, and HBO did a. Um, I saw it on HBO, right? And it um, they did a follow up. Did you watch no, the right. follow up? Okay. No, I yeah. didn't. I didn't know that that existed. So the reason I watched Tickled first, I saw the trailer, but then um, you know, unrecommended things was um, Tickled Tickled follow up, and because they they did the the. Uh, film festival circuit with the movie Tickled, mm-hmm. yeah. the guy that they're kind of outing in the movie came along to the screenings, yeah. Came to along and kind of like attacked him. And like yeah. uh, the filmmaker was in like, I think he was at Sundance and or in LA and like the yeah. producer was in New York and he like showed up at both screenings and saying, <laughs> we're going to sue you. We're going to sue you if you keep doing this. And they're like, all right, well, fu- you know where we are. Mm. Like there's a whole like, 
I think it's like a 20 minute follow up after the after tickled. Whoa. I think it's called after yeah. tickled probably, but um, uh, your <laughs> listeners probably know about it. But uh, yeah, uh, check out a bizarre fucking. It's not. It's it starts off as a movie about underground tickling. Don't say clubs. anymore because I gotta see this. No, Under- okay, but it gets. Oh, scary. you haven't seen tickled. No, oh, Sean hasn't. Seen no, I, I, it, it gets it gets fucking like terrifying. I'm gonna do that tonight. And I yeah. watched it. They wa- they essentially dox that. When guy. I watched it, I, I watched it on edibles. So I was kind of like, am I what? Am I? Is this my life? Yeah. Is this me? (laughs) Am I dead? Am I tickled? Being tickled? (laughs) I I know when my friends are watching it because they text me just with like WTF. Yeah. Because I've I've recommended this film to them. Yeah. It it escalates and escalates and escalates until you think it can't escalate anymore and then it goes through the roof. It's insane. Gotta watch that. It goes goes all the way up to the top. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Mr. Hollywood um, might be involved in the tickled underground tickling. Uh, our boss, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, our boss, Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> uh, well, that's it, guys. Thanks very much for those um, ad hoc suggestions and all of your main ones too. Uh, that's great. Where can anyone find you if they want to see what you guys are about and find out about your podcasts and all your other exciting stuff? How do they find you? Well, um, I had mentioned the Gooligans. You could find the Gooligans on YouTube and um, the Gooligans that TV, I think yeah, it's, it's, a- it's G-H-O-U-L-I-G-A-N-S. Yes. As in ghoul, as in scary ghoul. Right, yeah, but yeah, hooligans, but they're ghouls. Monsters meets the monkeys. But right. um, the podcast, you can find Pitch It Movie Podcast um, on iTunes and SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Just look up Pitch It Movie Podcast. Yeah. And um, we're on Twitter, Pitch It Movie Pod, and Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, you could find Sean like hanging out at the local. Um, sorry, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I ran out. <laughs> I'm at the truck stop. You know, <laughs> Sean has a Facebook truck stop yeah, parking so. lot. Got a Facebook, yeah, and <laughs> stuff like. I don't know. And I found out about your your, your podcast uh, through because um, I, I know um, Asta Paredes. I know that's not how you meant to pronounce her surname. Asta Paredes. 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 I'm, I'm British. I'm sure yeah, it's Paredes. Uh, yeah, she called me uh, out. I, I know, dude. I messed up her name on the show. I said Paredes, and she's like, "Oh, that's that's close, Paredes." Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. No, yeah, she's awesome. She was on our yeah, show. Yeah, she's great. I feel like I'm, I've got an English degree. I feel like I'm allowed to kind of say her name wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and she's an awesome actress as well. And um, uh, she was amazing. Her, her her pitch on your show was amazing, I thought. Um, and that's why I'm really happy that you guys invited me on. Awesome. Um, for the amazing drill ride. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes, that's Jed's Yeah, pitch. have you finished writing that, even though it came out already? <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. It's a 90-minute Anne Hathaway shower scene so far. Greenlit. Greenlit. You're good to go. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thanks very much, guys. Thanks, um, and to you people out there, I'll speak to you next week. Take Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.